talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Julie Nelson, and today sitting in for Chris McGruder is Diane Reinhardt. Hi, Diane. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. You look so pretty in your coral on this uh, jury day. It's brightening up the studio. Oh, well, I'm so happy to be that role play for you. Oh, well, thank you. It's the sunshine today. Huh? <laughs> yeah, bringing in something. Well, I'm glad you could join us, join and help out today. I appreciate that so much. And I'm always happy to be here. Well, always you're great to have you on. You're great, and... you're great to have on. So you're great to have on. So I'm excited about our show today. I am too. We have Lisa Schmidt coming on um, in our first segment. She's going to just do a little recap of the well. But there was, uh, I was at the well myself and there was a beautiful message that came through all the talks. And we're just going to talk a little bit about what that message was, because I think women will really enjoy hearing that message, um, that those who couldn't be there today. And I am one of those that couldn't be there. And I was very disappointed. I actually went online and looked at some of just her past blogs. And I thought, oh, what a wonderful, um, insightful woman. She is. Yeah, she is. And the other person that we're having on today is Alicia Von. Stamwitz, and mm-hmm. she has edited a book, several in a series. Um, this one is called Mother Mary, Inspir- Inspiring Words from Pope Francis, and she has gone through and compiled all his um, remarks and talks and homilies and audiences and even tweets of uh, Pope Francis on Mary and put it together in a very organized fashion. So I'm excited to talk with her. Very readable. Very, very readable. readable. And his dedication to our blessed Mary is very apparent. Uh-huh. It, but it's interesting when it's all together like that, when it it's is. all put together, it really shows that theme. Yes, it's it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. It's very powerful because you hear bits and you know snippets here and there right. in the news, but then to hear it all together. And she's I like the way she's organized the book, but we'll talk to her more about that in our in our second segment. And uh, she, uh, we were just talking before we went on the air how we enjoyed her blog, Alicia's blog. She yes. really writes with a very warmth and engaging, approachable manner. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to have her on. I am too. So, I am too. Well, let's start with prayer. You bet. Name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, Diane, the 4th of July is coming up. Can you believe it? It doesn't seem like it should be the 4th. We're still in June. Well, and it's still, we've had so many cold kind of days. It yeah. just doesn't feel like July weather yet. So, it, Do you have big plans for the 4th? I do. Heading uh, to the to heading to Lake Okoboji. It's kind oh, of our fun, fun family time. And I've got both my daughters coming back in town and <laughs> you got one happy mama here. Oh, isn't that great to see yes. all those shoes lined up? <laughs> well, and I don't the, know about that. Well <laughs> <laughs> It is because you know that's not only temporary now. <laughs> I know. Yes. I'll be setting more places around the table. I remember oh, yeah. the first time my oldest daughter left, I kept, you know, putting down plates for five people. 
instead oh, of, you know, so yeah. slowly but surely it's gone oh, down I to know. three. A mama's heart is full when all the kids are in the nest, yes, aren't they? absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. well, great. That'll be a fun time to be at the lake then, too, relaxed. And Yeah, how about you? What are you doing? Oh, we're going to the lake as well. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're just a kickback, relaxing kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, actually, it's just going to be Lynn and I this weekend, which is wow. a first. It's a first. So we're kind of testing those empty nester waters yes. here. So we'll Yeah, and there's beauty in that, too. There, there is. really yes. is. I do. I, you know, I miss my kids, but I do like having moments to relax and just be chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one nice. to worry about that's that you're right. in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that is kind of nice. So we're, we're learning to reconnect. We're learning to reconnect. Yeah, good. Well, listen, I also want to bring in our thank you to Sydney Schulte, Farm Bureau Financial Services, a supporter of Catholic Women Now. Cindy has been in the insurance industry for 28 years. Cindy and her team offers a full range of financial services, including annuities, life, health, business, and long-term care insurance, retirement funding, mutual funds. Cindy takes time to personally get to know the clients. Uh, she conducts annual reviews of clients' portfolios and to be sure her clients have the best plan for their life situation. Cindy Schulte, Farm Bureau Financial Service, 515-226-2111, cindyschulte.com. All right. Well, we're welcome to the show, Lisa Schmidt. She's a Catholic wife, mother, blogger, and most importantly, founder of The Well, a gathering for women. Welcome, Lisa. Um, okay, well, you know, this is live radio, so, yeah. you know, reality radio here. Yes. Okay. So we're going to give a few minutes here and bring Lisa up onto the show. But um, in the meantime, I want to say, as I said earlier in our opening segment, I went to the well this weekend and it was beautiful. And it was just wonderful to see all these women find a place of, it was kind of like they were walking around like, oh, you too. You too. It's like this sense of connection. We're all, you know, we all have these struggles. We all have these triumphs. And it's just women are created to relate, as Kelly Walquist says. Mm -hmm. We're created to to engage with each other and share our, our heart, our heart desires. So, yeah, we're social beings, and and to be able to share your faith too, yeah, is just brings your friendships deeper and richer. Those spiritual friendships mm-hmm. I, that, that was talked a lot about this weekend. So I don't know. Do we have Lisa on now? Yeah, I'm here. All right, Lisa. All right. Well, welcome to the show. You probably just heard us a little banter a little bit about the well. I did. Thank you for sharing. Oh, well, you're welcome. But Lisa, I want to say that I was so impressed. And you know, I even knew some of the, the what was coming. But it even hit me harder that... Um, yeah. um, how the themes of the talks, of the talks came together in this one beautiful theme. Yes. The theme, I think, that was the undercurrent of all six talks on Saturday was that Jesus loves you more than you can possibly imagine, and oh, how he delights when we enter into a relationship with him. Um, And so it's just really the message of love, and I am not a huge, I don't have a huge devotion to St. Therese of Lisieux, but she reached out and grabbed me as we were planning this conference, and she illuminated her teachings, her writings, her love of Jesus for me so that I could then pass that along, um, you know, to as we plan the conference and with the talks and that sort of thing. So um, really, that was the idea, that, that our vocation is to love, period. <laughs> and that came from St. Teresa Wazil. And each speaker brought that out in their own way and right, how, to, right. how to love. Right, so if we start, Genevieve, Laura Ditch, who is, um, was there last year at the well, the 2016 well, had an encounter with Jesus, um, set forth to make some changes in her life, and so she 
circled back around with the ladies and, and shared with how um, how her life had changed because of the well in just a year's time. We had Kara Story, who shared about the importance of silence, about going to Jesus first with stuff rather than Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Right, that was really a great talk. Jesus. Yeah, take it to Jesus, right? right. I, I need to tell Jesus something first, and then I'm going to share it with the world. Um, and then, of course, you spoke, Julie, about um, our God-given um, virtues yes. that He has given us simply by being a woman. And I think that when we share those virtues with the world, if it be from maternity or compassion or receptivity, then the, that love pours out. That's how God wants us to share love with the world, is through those maternal gifts, the feminine genius, as Pope John Paul um, so um, intelligently and beautifully wrote about it. And then, of course, we had um, Katie Petruzio, who spoke twice and talked about the importance of docility, um, submitting to the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to make us bigger by going smaller, you know, go small, submit, but yet by doing that, we actually become bigger and great for God's glory. And then um, Ellen Kyle spoke about grace and what it means to um, look for the graces um, in our everyday lives and how that then also will help us share Jesus' love with everybody if we continually just stop and realize the graces that he's pouring out for us right in front of us. Yeah, and Lisa, this sounds almost countercultural to me. I mean, I wasn't there. This is Diane. And the, the, the themes that you're talking about um, just sound very wonderfully spiritual, but so against what everybody else would tell us to do. You know, post right. it on Facebook, go to your friends for advice, uh, go big or go home. I mean, all the messages yeah. that we get that just sounds like so different. How, what was the response I think there was, I'm getting a lot of great responses, um, and I haven't even received, I just put out the surveys this morning, so I haven't even like officially put out the, the evaluation, but just from women who were so moved just to drop a note in the mail or by an email and just say, just how, like, like we met Jesus there. Like, we mm. met him in this gathering on June 24th. Um, and the whole idea of the well is rather countercultural, I think. Um, it is this idea of, you know, Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, they had an encounter. Her sins were healed. She was healed and made whole. She went and told everybody she knew about this man, Jesus, after she left that encounter. Um, and so that's kind of the idea is, it seems like, you know, we're going to take time out. We're not going to worry about what's on the schedule, the kids' activities, and you know, the vacation or whatever, you know, we're just going to give this day to ourselves um, to go deeper with Jesus, to meet him there in order then to spread this message, just like the woman at the well did on who this man Jesus is. Mm -hmm. I think it was really beautiful is to see these women realize they can do this. You know, this is, you know, experiences and then, oh, it's okay. You're not to feel guilty about taking this time for Jesus. Right. And I hope that's kind of the, my prayer is that they would feel restored and that they could go back to their yeah. homes. And, um, and you know, Katie Petruzio, one of the things she said in her talks was um, this idea of being available. Yeah. Um, and that's so important. And you, know, you use the word evangelization and kind of people like back off like right away. Like, oh, no, I don't want to sign up for that. But can you sign up to be available? Like, can you ask the Holy Spirit each day when you wake up, Lord, who do you want me to be available to today? And then go be available to whoever the Holy Spirit places upon your path that day. Um, 
And I think, too, and then that goes back to the whole idea of sharing Jesus' love with people, that you can be available then to share that love with whomever you may encounter um, on a given day. And I have heard from people who said, wow, that prayer is powerful. I would have never been open to the experience I just had with this woman at Walmart had I not heard and been, you know, um, encouraged by Katie to make that prayer. Who do you want me to be available today, Lord? And then, um, yeah, it's just been, and it's not even a week, you know, and it's just been amazing the, the fruits that I'm hearing from, from the day on Saturday. And I wonder sometimes if that, that prayer, which I really appreciate because, yeah, if someone said, how can you evangelize? I might be a little intimidated, but how can I be available is a whole different way of putting it. But also I'm wondering if we pray that um, not only who we can minister to, but someone who might come in uh, into contact with us that, that might also strike us. And then that yes. we can pass that on to someone else. It reminds me of a story that Julie was telling me yesterday over coffee about a cab ride she had. <laughs> Uber. <laughs> Uber drivers. <laughs> yeah, Uber. I have this little Uber ministry going on. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it is amazing, too. I mean, how, like, I had this uh, ride with this young man, and um, I have a little hard time with homeless people. I have this, I have, I'm really praying about it. And he's a college student. He reached out to this homeless person, and he just, I just looked at him like, oh, my gosh. You know, he was teaching me, you know, and being available to that. And uh, I think that's a great point, Diane. Yeah, and that is too. um, You know, I have four kids, um, eight and under, and so um, allowing people to minister to me is critical in this space because, you know, I need help, right? Um, So I think that's right is, um, yes, to to be available and open to receiving that love that other people are um, you know, pouring out for you. So great, excellent point. I think it's worth a mention to talk about the book that inspired this whole um, well this year because um, you gave it away to everybody at the well, and uh, several of us speakers read it for the first time and were really, really blown away by it. So tell us a little bit about the book. Sure. It's called I Believe in Love, um, and I think the subtitle is of Spiritual Retreat Based on the Teachings of St. Therese of Lisieux. And so this was my book for my Well-Read Mom book club in January. And I had absolutely no desire in reading it, because like I mentioned a bit ago, I really don't have a strong devotion to Therese, and I've struggled to read her works. But this was written um, by a priest who distilled her writings into a consumable, digestible format. So I think it's 10 or 12 chapters, like kind of set in retreat. So... You take a chapter and you read it and you sit with whatever the teaching is for that particular chapter. And then you move on, you know, and you go to the next one. And um, over the course of the book, <laughs> I've had several women say this, that by the time that they're done, they have this aha moment. Like, oh, I think I can finally have that relationship with Jesus that everybody, that I hear people talk about, you know, like this, I love Jesus and he's my friend and <laughs> um, I'm the bridegroom and that sort of thing. Like, I- I finally get it. Like, I think I can have that deep um, love and friendship with him. And so I just felt really called. Like, this book has a picture of St. Therese's face on the cover, and it would sit, you know, next to my bed, and and her little face just kind of haunted me in a good way (laughs) that I just felt that I was being called to get this message of love, Jesus' love, into the women's hands and um prayed for how to make it work financially and then a grant opened up for us that paid for all the books so wow. it's just 
it, it all, yeah, it, it all happened. And I just, again, this idea of um, my vocation is love, I think is if we all can lead with that in our homes, in our daily lives, when we walk into the grocery store, when we meet, you know, have uncomfortable meetings maybe at work or even comfortable meetings at work, you know, just, just carry it. Like my vocation is love. No matter if we're married, single, mothers, not, like just we all are called to love and um, just as Jesus did. And I think that can really help change our community for the better. I agree. I, excellent, excellent point. Mm-hmm. Lisa, are these talks going to be available to the public at all by chance? Um, I'm not sure yet. We, um, I think we got them recorded. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we need to make sure. We thought we had them recorded last year, and we didn't. Um, so, and that was my fault. But I think we, um, I think so. So stay tuned. Um, if we are able to get them, um, okay. What, the audio will have them on a podcast form on our website. And what's the website? You want to give that out to everybody? Sure. TheWellDesMoines.com, and that's spelled out Des Moines, TheWellDesMoines.com. So what's up next for The Well? Okay, so we have, um, well, some rest for the team, of course. Yeah, they work <laughs> and very hard. We, <laughs> we're gearing up for an Advent event, Advent at The Well, on Our Lady of Guadalupe, so December 12th. And that will be a Tuesday night, so it's just an evening gathering, and we're actually going to be at the historic tea room. Um, we were supposed to be there this summer, but just didn't work out with construction, and um, we are looking forward to having our event at the tea room on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, wonderful. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. I think you're on to doing some uh, errands with your kids here next, right? <laughs> Swimming lessons. Yeah. Swimming lessons, yeah, So, Thanks for the reminder on love, too. I yeah. appreciate that. I'm going to yeah. try to take that out with me today. Yes, my vocation is love. All right. Well, thank you, Lisa. You have a great day. You're welcome. Keep up that good work thanks, for ladies. Jesus. Okay, thanks. You, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, Catholic Women Now broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studio. Uh, we rebroadcast every evening at 9 p.m. Text us. Text your comments to 515-223-1150. And radio station ID? 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. You can find us on the radio dial. And we got a great thing going on this week at Pickerman's Deli. Um, they're donating uh, 50 percent of all their sales this week is going to Iowa Catholic Radio. So we've got a great fundraiser going on out there. They're located at 6750 West Town Parkway. So we'll go on, head on out there and order some deli sandwiches. They've got some great sandwiches they out there. They do. And John Leonetti will be doing a live remote there this morning starting at 1030. So you stop by. He may put you on the air. He may not if you don't want to. But we <laughs> love, <laughs> you never know with John. But as you said, they have some great sandwiches. And it's something fun here. All the ra- uh, hosts of all the shows this week here on Iowa Catholic Radio chose a sandwich from their menu. Ah. And uh, Catholic Women chose the BLT because we really know it stands for Blondes Like to Talk. But, you know, really, the B could be for brunettes, too. Because be. brunettes like to talk. And then, you know, redheads, we could just do roast yeah. beef. Yes, right. <laughs> but Chris and I are blonde. You're blonde. Yes. So we're all, you know, we're talking blonde heads here. Right. <laughs> all women like to talk, though, right? They do. They do. Uh, so give it, go out there and give them some business and um, help us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. We'd really appreciate it. Say hi to John. Yeah, we thank them for their um, uh, for their gift to us. They're very gen- yeah, the generous gifts of sharing them. So, okay, so I'm excited about our next guest here. Um, 
like we said earlier, we went over to, uh, uh, her name is Alicia Von Stamets, and uh, checked out her blog, and she has some very beautiful writings over there. She's very approachable, very warm person, and uh, she does a lot of um, editing of books and things. She's very accomplished, and she comes originally from Cuba. I know. Isn't that interesting? It, it is fascinating because it's only really now that we're starting to have interactions more with Cuba now that things right. are open, but she's been here for I think she was educated here. Right. She's been here for a long, long time. And she's from so. St. Louis, so she's kind of a yeah. Midwest girl. Oh, yeah. So we are um, waiting to get her on the line here, but um, I'm excited to have her on. And, and she's going to be talking about this book, Mary, Mother Mary, Inspiring Words from Pope Francis. Mm-hmm. And uh, the book is really nicely laid out. It has different chapters with different themes of, of the Pope's messages on Mary. Um, it could be a great devotional. I was looking at this. It would be a great devotional. And... Um, I like yeah. how I like how they put the different themes of St. Francis, you know, whether it's cre- his creation and earth or um, his dedication to Mother Mary. It just makes it so much more readable and personable when she puts all his tweets and uh, messages in one book. It, it, you definitely see the theme there. You so, do. You do. Yeah. I was surprised to see the tweets. I don't, I, do you, I, do you I have did. Twitter? <laughs> well, I follow. I, I don't, yeah. you know, actually tweet myself, but I do follow. I don't tweet either, but I embarrass my kids when I tweet. I embarrass my kids in so many levels. <laughs> so oh. I think they would be mortified that I would, would even start something like that. I know, I know. So here, some of the chapters in the, uh, the book are like Handmaid of the Lord. I love mm, that. Mm-hmm. Model of Faith, Mother of Mercy, A Refuge in Our Hope. Star of the New Evangelization. We were just talking about that with Lisa Schmidt. And then Queen of Peace. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, he he brings her more down to just a personal level. Yes. Sometimes I feel like I grew up thinking, oh, Mother Mary, Queen of Heaven, almost unapproachable. You know, Uh so holy and so obviously without sin, so not approachable. But I think this book makes her more approachable. That's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your your little comment made me think of a quote from Saint Therese, and she said, "Mary's queen of heaven, but she's our mother more." Yes, yes. yeah, and I love that quote too. Yeah, yeah. I probably you know paraphrase that, but uh, I think Alicia's with us here on the line. Alicia, are you there? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. We were just talking about your book. How wonderful it is, Mother Mary, inspiring words from Pope Francis. Well, thank you. Of course, I'd like to say it's the Holy Father's book. I just got to serve as editor, compiler of the book. Okay, okay. Well, can you tell us a little bit about how this um, book came to be? It's the fifth book in some, a series that you've been writing about words of uh, Pope Francis. Yes, and so we've uh, had in the series themes like St. Francis of Assisi, the Holy Father's namesake, and Care for Creation, which is another one of the Holy Father's themes during this papacy. But while I was editing and talking with the Vatican editors about the series, one of the things I noticed is how often the Holy Father speaks about Mary or writes about Mary. So I suggested to them, shouldn't we do a book that collects his writings and his speeches and his audiences, especially as they touch on Mary? And they said, yeah, that's a great idea. Of course, this was before we knew he was going to Fatima. Oh, oh, good timing. Yeah. Good insight. Yeah. So if that's how it came about. It was just very natural that we saw these themes surfacing and especially wanted to highlight the Holy Father's relationship with and devotion to Mary. 
Well, you know, I see it's you collaborated with the Vatican Publishing House on this project. Um, what uh, what was that process like? Well, one of the things we've noticed is that especially in the early years, but even now sometimes, the Holy Father's words are taken out of context by people who want to present a certain agenda. So when we began talking and working on this series, one of the things the editors and I agreed is that they would review exactly the chosen text and would double-check accuracy, which makes me feel more comfortable. In case a quote was misquoted that I would have found, I'd be very careful to have their eyes on it, confirming that is exactly what he meant, that is exactly the right translations, because translations can be a little different. So I've used only the official Vatican translations, which have even been double-checked by the editorial staff there. Well, you got to feel pretty confident about that then. I do, and it helps that I'm Spanish-speaking, so I can read when he writes in Spanish or speaks in Spanish, and I can also read and I I can follow some Italian also, so that I could catch some errors on my own and flag them for the Vatican staff. And there's no personal interpretation in these books, right? It's really just a compilation of direct quotes and... Is that right? Exactly. That's why I like to say it's almost like an anthology, choosing the best or what we thought were some of the golden nuggets of Mm -hmm. the Holy Father's thoughts, feelings, and expressions about the Blessed Virgin. So, Alicia, what is your favorite thing about editing this series? For me, it was, I think, sensing more and more the humanity of Mary. And I suppose that might sound a little paradoxical. Of course I know she's human. But in some ways, I've had a strong devotion to Mary since I was a young child, and maybe I'd put her on a bit of a pedestal. I like the way the Holy Father humanized her for me and reminded me that her path is not so different from my path and all of our paths in the spiritual life today. He has one quote I really like where he says, Just as Mary said yes and enfleshed Jesus, so we have to say yes to God every day so that Jesus can take flesh and come to our world here and now. You know, it's interesting, you know, we always talk about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but this is talking about a personal relationship with the Blessed Mother. Exactly. And so I began to see her differently. I mean, there are moments that, for me, I even just felt, um, I was smiling inside, thinking about the Holy Father's way of presenting Mary and her life journey. I like his style. He's just—he's—he's he's a pope that you just think you can just—you just feel you can sit down and have a conversation with him. Very approachable. Yes, in fact, one of the funnier moments working with the Vatican editors was when they said we do have to be a little bit careful to be both accurate, but maybe edit a little bit when the Holy Father speaks from the gut, you know, offhand <laughs> <Yeah>. or <laughs> off the cuff, because sometimes he himself will say, "I do make mistakes. I sometimes am." so enthusiastic about what I'm saying that I mean one thing and say another. And there are times when there, I should say there was a tiny bit of interpretation when an off-the-cuff comment came across incorrectly, which for heaven's sakes, I do that all the time. Oh, I know. You know so. Yeah, I know. he's I human. Know. He's human, and he's in, the, you know, he's in the public eye like that, too, so everybody's going to be watching everything he says or here listening. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Alicia, why do you think this is so important for Catholics to honor Mary? Well, for me, and so I guess I would say, trying to repeat it a little bit, the Holy Father's sentiments as I was reading this, it is because Mary is 
the first disciple. That's how he describes her, the perfect pilgrim, the first disciple. In a sense, by following and becoming close to Mary, we can sense a little bit more clearly how we, too, can follow Jesus and God in this day. So for me, it's about her being a model of faith. Hmm. So this book could be used as a devotional. Do you have any suggestions how someone would use it as a devotional? Well, one of the things um, I've thought about with this series, and not just this book but the others, is that depending on the person's journey in his or her life who's reading or listening to the audio version of this, it's good for that person to trust their own instincts and read in whatever section you want. For example, there's a section, Our Refuge and Our Hope. That's Chapter 4. If a person is going through some difficult times, there's a, a lot of comfort in the quotations in that section. So I would say dive into the middle right there if you're having a tough period in your life. If you're more in the place where you just want to learn about Mary and how the Holy Father sees her through Scripture, then I'd start at the beginning, which has a lot of scriptural reflections. So those are some insights for me, is that use the book as a daily reader, but, but feel free to jump into the middle or the end or anywhere. Whatever chapters or quotes most seem to mirror your life journey right now. Well, with the chapter or the section on scriptural references, that would be very helpful for someone who's just maybe coming back to their faith or someone who's a convert to the Catholic faith to maybe understand Mary a little bit more and how we as Catholics honor her. Exactly. That's a very good point. And, of course, the scripture references are sprinkled throughout. I wouldn't want to say they were just in the beginning, okay. but there's maybe a few more in the beginning, grounding the reader in the Holy Father's own use of scripture to enlighten his understanding of Mary. I like sometimes thinking of Mary just as a mother, like I am, because sometimes when I'm struggling with something with, uh, you know, a child, a particular child that's suffering or struggling, I like to envision Mary struggling and suffering with her son. And sometimes I just get the most strength by looking at her face and knowing that she experienced the same struggles and pain as a mother does with a child who's suffering. Exactly, yes. And again, that sense I had of how the Holy Father humanizes her. The Holy Father was very close to his own mother, and we all look at Scripture and the saints who preceded us, I think, through the lens of our own experience. There's no question the Holy Father's mother suffered. She had temporary paralysis after the birth of her last child, and Jorge, as he was then called, jumped in to help, doing the cooking, helping with cleaning, helping to run the household. But I can imagine sometimes how his own understanding of the Blessed Virgin was shaped by his experience of his own mother's sufferings. And I think we, too, we can identify with those difficult times in our life that Mary went through those, too. And it wasn't all um, just peace and joy for her, either. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so often our earthly mother can kind of help us lead us to our heavenly mother by their their examples, too. I know my mother always prayed the rosary, and I just always remember that being so strong in my mind. Yes, we used to pray the rosary as a family. And, and I also think as you speak about our journey as mothers, I'm a mother and now a grandmother. Very excited. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. And one of the things that occurs to me is Scripture's always fresh, and our understanding of the saints is always fresh, because our journey changes. I saw my own mother very differently after I had children. It was like, oh my goodness, 
what she had to do. She had five children. I only had two. And I grew in admiration for her. That's, I think, sometimes the way I think about my journey with the Blessed Virgin. As I go through life, I see that she had to go through things that perhaps I didn't understand when I was younger and had fewer experiences. So it makes my understanding of the Virgin Mary always something that's growing and changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Yeah, I also like to think that even though I had a great relationship or have a great relationship with my earthly mother, for those people who either didn't have a mother or didn't have a great relationship, our, our blessed mother is always there. And what a great mother to have. Yes, I think it's nice to have an icon, a statue, or something visual, and that's one of the things I love about the Catholic faith. We're very tactile. We use all our senses. And if you're going through a hard time, to read words is wonderful, but also to have an image or an icon that you can turn to and in some ways make more concrete your trust and faith in God's holy people, including the Blessed Virgin, that might be a help to people. Oh, that's an that is a great idea. Yeah. Because think about it, we all carry pictures in our billfold that's of our right. families yes. and have pictures hanging on our wall. Why not of our Blessed Mother, right. of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, right. or any? So we're not venerating yeah. the image; we're, right. we're venerating the person. Yeah, exactly, yeah, so. exactly. Well, Alicia, how can people find out more about um, about you? Do you have a well? I, um, they can go to my website. I have a long name, but it's aliciavonstamwitz dot com. And then if they'd like to find the book, it's very easy to find uh, either through my website or on Amazon or the publisher's website, which is franciscanmedia.org. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And gosh, you brought such great inspiration and points about the Blessed Mother um, for myself. I know I've learned some things. So thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your insights. Thank you very much. God bless. Thank you. God bless you, too. I was also going to say, you know, we have Divine Treasures Bookstore here locally that Mm -hmm. you can go and check out the book, too. And the book, again, is Mother Mary, Inspiring Words from Pope Francis by Alicia von Stamets. Well, we are grateful here at Catholic Women Now for the sponsorship of Learning RX. Watching your child struggle in school is heartbreaking for parents, but there is help, and the problem could be a cognitive one. Nancy Pym and her team at Learning RX do extensive evaluation in nine areas of cognitive processing. Your child can be a successful reader and learner through brain training. And not only children, but brain training can help adults strengthen their cognitive skills and retrain the brain after a stroke. Learning RX, 515-224-4819, learningrx.com. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This Well, this, we're wrapping up our June wedding month. We had listeners all texted in a great piece of advice for marriage, and we have our last one today, and this one is... Uh, this is one, my marriage advice, is that when you feel like pointing fingers, to remember that before you speak... We all have faults, and you are not without yours. Otherwise, you may be eating lots of humble pie. And God has forgiven you much, so you should forgive much as well. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It sounds familiar. (laughs) 
Pope Francis, I can just hear him say, mercy, mercy. That is really strong. We were talking about Pope Francis earlier, and this is mercy, mm-hmm. you know, being merciful. I mean, that's so I'm interesting. I, you you know, know, there's so many things, like little things that spouses will do. Uh, you know, Rick will do something that yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, that drives me crazy. And I think, oh, yeah, that pile is still sitting on the counter that he asked yeah, me to move two weeks ago. Oops. You know, and we unintentionally do things that hurt each other. We don't mean to, too. Right. So, yeah. But it's good to reflect. It is good for you. Keep that in mind. Good, yep. good tip. So uh, we'd also like to thank uh, Fred J. Haas Law Offices. Uh, Mr. Haas is an experienced Iowa attorney with over 35 years of legal expertise. Mr. Haas counsels people who are struggling with the aftermath of a personal injury. When retained by a client, Mr. Haas provides personal service and attention. Mr. Haas understands people have suffered a personal injury often deal with significant pain and suffering. Potential clients receive a free consultation. Located in Des Moines, Mr. Haas is pleased to assist clients throughout Iowa, 515-256-6301 or 888-338-6535. FredHaas.com, Fred Double D Haas, Double A. Well, that wraps up the show of Catholic Women Now, broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up studio. We appreciate you joining us, and if you can keep us between your bills and help us out with a donation from time to time, we'd appreciate that. We always are grateful for your prayers. Uh, the Iowa Catholic Rosary is next, and so let's close with prayer. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Mother Mary, we ask that for your intercession to pray for us as wives, mothers, even as in our singlehood. Help us to be loving, help us to be more open to our vocation to love, for that is the vocation for all of us as women to love. And we ask this in your name, in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father, and and the the Son, and and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now go do impossible things for God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM, and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app, Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Pekin Insurance, for your support of the Dowling Catholic Boys Baseball Broadcast. Confused about insurance? Pekin Insurance, provided by Rob McCarger at Lagori Insurance Agency in Des Moines, can help you find affordable auto, home, business, or life insurance coverage. Pekin Insurance provides beyond the expected services and coverage. Lagori Insurance Agency, 4320 1⁄2 Southwest 9th Street, Des Moines, Iowa, 515-285-0370, or online at lagori-insurance.com. Hey, everyone. We hope you will join us this week by heading over to Pickerman's Deli. They're donating a portion of their sales to Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Pickerman's. And to make it fun, uncommon good, that's us, Bo and Bud. We're all about the beef barbecue sandwich. Man up, of course, is the meatball, and it's no surprise that John Leonetti's the Italian sandwich. Meaty, saucy, 
barbecue sandwich, bud. So stop by the Pickermans this week to help Iowa Catholic Radio in this fun fundraiser. You can find Pickermans on Westtown Parkway at 6750, just west of the interstate. Thank you, Egg Solver, for your support of Dowling Catholic Boys Baseball broadcasts. Egg Solver recognizes there is more to profit than simply yield. They provide the tools to analyze not just your field's agronomic performance, but their economic performances. Their Profit Zone Manager shows you where your fields are making or losing money and allows comparison of management scenarios. They sell a solution, not just a service. Egg Solver, 2701 Ken Avenue, Ames, Iowa, 515-203-3545.